Hello, you're listening to the Slow American English Podcast with Colleen. The goal of this podcast is to entertain you while boosting your English vocabulary. I will talk about a variety of topics, so sit back, relax, and thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Today's episode is extra special. I have a bucket list, which I call my 50 before 50 list. It's 50 things I want to do before my 50th birthday. One of the things on my list is to try ice fishing. So I grew up in Minnesota and here we have long, cold winters. And as you may know from previous episodes, Minnesota is known for its more than 10,000 lakes. So we have a lot of people here that like to go fishing. But in the winter, the lakes freeze. You can still catch fish through the ice, but it's a whole different experience. So today, I was able to cross ice fishing off my list, thanks to my friend Becca and her husband, Jason. I want to apologize in advance of the poor audio quality. I thought we were recording clearly, but you probably need to turn up your volume to hear us. Also, this episode is not a slow American English episode, but rather a normal speed American English episode. Sorry about that. So it might be challenging for you to follow if you are a beginner with English. Also, if this is your first time listening, This episode is not representative of the normal episodes you will hear on this podcast, but I hope you will still enjoy it. I certainly had a lot of fun learning about ice fishing today. So here is our ice fishing discussion. Ice fishing is fishing through a frozen lake into the water to catch the fish. But if you had to describe it versus summer fishing, what's the better thing or what's good about ice fishing that you can't do in the summer? You can sleep out on the lake (laughs) in a nice wheelhouse anyways, or permanent. Because in the summer, if you're in a boat, you probably keep moving a lot around the lake. Yep. So with ice fishing, you just stay in one spot. Yeah, you can move if you want to, but it's harder. You have to drill new holes drill in Drill new ice. holes, reset your house up, and yeah. Okay, so what kind of equipment do I need if I want to go ice fishing? Auger. And that's the tool that drills through the ice to make a hole. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What else? 
Well, personally, I need a Vexilar <laughs> or a Markham. Okay. I guess it's not a necessity, though. But you and can that's... just go out and drill a hole and fish on the ice, you know, the hole. Grab a pole, some bait. And that's basically, though, a radar system to tell you where the fish are, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can see everything they're doing. I actually have a camera on this one, too. So if I you're super old school, you can just drill a hole in the ice, drop in a fishing line, Throw a and bobber you're good down. to go. Yep. So really, you need a fishing pole and an auger, but nobody wants to ice fish like that. No. It's cold. <laughs> it's cold. You need, you need a, either a portable or something to keep you warm, and a heater, like a Mr. Buddy. And some beverages. And... Probably a couple beers or or two, you know. So <laughs> a couple sure beers. Sure, that helps. Pass the time. <laughs> um, Drinking and fishing go hand in hand. Yeah, <laughs> I see that a lot. I can see why too, because it seems like it could get pretty boring if the fish aren't biting. Like right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been out here for a half hour. No, an hour. An hour. And we haven't caught any fish so far, so I think they're all full. Um, so how thick should the ice be to safely ice fish? To walk on? Yeah. Four inches is what Four they say. Four inches? Yeah. That seems not safe to me at all. I was doing that at the beginning of this year, walking out on four inches. How thick should it be if you want to drive on the ice like we did today? Uh, at least 12. Okay. They and say for like ATV, snowmobile, six. At what? least. That seems incredibly unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I'm just... Now worse. when you're, you're driving and you're hauling like a nice big ice castle or something, I'd definitely wait for a little bit. Like right now we have 16 inches ice. And this is the first week and I drove out. I usually wait another weekend or two to be safe. <laughs> 16 <laughs> Because of my past experiences. <laughs> yeah. So that's actually a good, that's a good segue. So I'm terrified of being on ice. So just so everybody knows, like right now I feel fine. I feel like I'm inside of a little house on the ice and it's almost like I'm not even on the ice <laughs> so I'm not really scared but I am generally terrified of being out on ice because people do fall through I've heard stories all my life and Jason I know that you have fallen through the ice in a vehicle before so why don't you tell me what happened well it was March of 2000. So that's late in the season. Late, very late in the season. Yeah. It was, I was 11. I was out with my uncle Brian and cousin Rick. And it was Dickie's Portside on Mille Lacs, the Perch Extravaganza or whatever they called it then. <laughs> and yeah, they said the ice was good. You know, we took their word for it, even though, you know, it's late in the season, you think time to start using four-wheelers or three-wheelers at that time and so we went out we spent the day fishing we were going in for the drawings and everything and I was 
we were in my uncle's uh, Dodge Dakota, and we were sitting three deep in the front because it was just a regular cab. Oh, <laughs> and all of a sudden, we're coming to a stop, and I had to push against the like the radio dash because we were stopping fast, and I had no idea what was going on. And all of a sudden, I saw a bunch of water come over the hood, and you know, a second later, uh, water gushing up through the bottoms of the doors. Oh my gosh. And I looked to my right and Rick's still there, my cousin. And I looked to my left and Brian's still there. Then I looked back to my right and the door's open and Rick's swimming. <laughs> so what do I do? I jump in. So I jump in, in too. you were in the middle of the front seat and you basically just escaped just into the jumped water. jumped into the water, <laughs> yeah. And the water, of course, I mean, you like panic at that point, yeah. Freezing. <laughs> yeah, so, um, the ice was so thin there, it was on a reef, uh, a rock reef, so it was shallow, like six feet. Okay. And what was happening is the sun warmed up the, the rocks, shined through, and it was, uh, very thin ice there, because even, I mean, I was a quirky little kid, but... I would get on top of the ice after, you know, I was swimming, I'd get myself on top of the ice, and I'd actually break through. I broke through two or three times. That is my biggest fear. Because it was that thin. Yeah, that is my biggest fear of falling through the ice and then not being able to get out because the ice just keeps breaking underneath you. So how did you get out? I ended up getting onto some decent ice and kind of rolled away. So was it like a, just adrenaline that kept you swimming and not... I don't I didn't even feel cold. I, I, I mean, I was only 11, but yeah, I didn't even really feel that cold. I just got out and... And of course yeah. your family made it out too. It yeah, was... and actually, well, Rick, he, I could see him breaking through. <laughs> I remember that <laughs> as we were swimming. And uh, my uncle, well, he, he was a little smarter than us. He stayed in the truck and crawled on the roof because it was only six feet so he was actually oh. standing on the back and the back of the truck was still hanging on the ice too so he was sitting like in the bed okay <laughs> so he didn't even get wet <laughs> that's like my biggest nightmare is falling through ice and drowning not being able to get out and freezing to death but yeah so, so they didn't <laughs> they didn't want to cancel that um contest i guess and what they didn't tell everybody that went out was that like eight other cars went through that week <gasps> that's horrible so, and they were telling us oh if you stay on the road you're fine well it was late season all it is is ice out there there's no road mark there's no stakes so yeah we were just heading in in the straightest direction and got the unlucky spot probably where eight other cars had gone through <laughs> Because it was only like an inch of ice, so. That's just, I can't even imagine it. Did I bet you had nightmares after that. No, not no. really, no. I don't, huh? That's creepy. I would totally, I, would. <laughs> I probably would never go out on a frozen lake again in my life. I mean, I was a little nervous <laughs> going back out, but my cousin Rick and my Uncle Brian, they don't drive out anymore, so it's just... ATVs, but I was thinking to myself too. I'm like, well, it was only inch of ice. You would have broke through walking on it. So, yeah. what is that gonna do? <laughs> oh. Okay, so, what time of day is best for ice fishing? Depends on the lake, but usually, and species, but uh, usually evening or 
before light. Is that true in summertime too, or it's different in the winter? Uh, it's usually different depending on the lake. Um, okay. Like I like to fish the Briggs chain of lakes and in the summer the water gets really dirty. I mean it's like almost chocolate milk dirty. It's it's gross and <laughs> the fish will they'll bite all day. Like I catch walleyes midday, sun shining, water's hot. You catch walleyes during the day. After the lake turns in the fall the lake clears up and you can only catch them early morning or evening. Interesting. So right now it is 10:30 a.m. We are not at a prime time for our fishing. No, so, not on this lake. No. No wonder we aren't catching anything. <laughs> There's so. a bunch. Of, I'm marking a bunch of sunnies down there, but they're pretty small, and I only get little nips. So. Okay. <laughs> but in the evening, crappies usually start coming in suspended, and that's when you do good. So you mentioned sunnies, crappies, and walleyes. What other kind of fish do we catch in Minnesota? Northerns. Northerns? Is that like the biggest of the fish that you're like, oh my God, Northern. Northerns, muskies, yeah, muskies. Oh, muskies. Yeah, Those are ugly fish. Teeth. Yeah, they have um, teeth in their mouths and they're really ugly. <laughs> On this lake, I've actually been catching a, a bass here and there in the oh, winter, which I is kind of uncommon bass. for. <laughs> Sorry, that was Napoleon Dynamite reference, if you know the movie. <laughs> Um, cool, okay. When is the first time you went ice fishing in your life? Do you remember? On Mille Lacs, in a, like a skid house, so it just has skis, and it had a wood stove in it, so it's nothing like this, you know, we have a propane thermostat, you know? Yeah, this So it was a wood nice. stove. And I remember not catching very much. <laughs> and I was probably six, seven, eight, maybe. Okay. I, I can't really remember. Um, I know I was young. And that was the first time I like stayed overnight. And so you had the wood stove, so you're nice and warm and toasty when you go to bed. And then when you wake up, it's like an ice cube in there. <laughs> so you're freezing. <laughs> So but I, I remember when I got hooked is when my dad built his first wheelhouse and I was real young then and we were on Mille Lacs, like Liberty Beach, I think we went out of. And he ran in, ran into the resort and I was out there by myself and I was kind of nervous being out there by myself yeah, when I was a little kid. I would but be. then when he was gone, I caught like three walleyes by myself. What? And I was like, this is awesome. I love this. <laughs> and that's kind of when I got hooked on it. It was pretty cool, I thought, you know. I mean, yeah, catching one fish is kind of exciting, but catching three by yourself and you're just a kid, I mean, yeah, that would be pretty awesome. So you mentioned a ski house versus a wheelhouse. So what you're talking about is how the ice house actually moves across the ice. Some have wheels, and maybe the older style just has skis, so you pull them behind a vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Can you just drag an ice house, like, 
without a vehicle? Like, what if the ice wasn't thick enough for a car to drive? Could you just pull it out? Uh, probably, you know, probably not. Probably Four-wheeler, at least, to drag skid houses out. Okay. So, the ice house that we are, or fish house, I don't know what it's correctly termed, <laughs> that we are in right now is pretty large. I mean... I think you said it's like 14 feet by six feet or something like that. And there are currently six holes that have been drilled through the bottom of the ice house. So we're inside this house yet the holes to get to the fish are drilled like through the floor of it. So it's pretty comfortable in here. <laughs> we don't have to be outside in the cold and yeah, I've never been in an ice house this nice before, so this is a great first time ice fishing event. <laughs> Thermostat set at 70. <laughs> yeah, it's warm, definitely warm. I'm also surprised that you guys have so much, um, I guess would it be sonar equipment? Like what's that called exactly? Well, what I'm using here is a is a Markham LX9, and I always used to be a Vexilar guy. We have one over in that corner too, though a Vexilar. That's a FL18. But um, I bought this LX9, and I really liked it. So now I'm a Markham guy, I guess. And it shows you on a screen with lights where the fish. Are and how close your bait is to the fish. Yeah, right? so I can see anything that comes in. And this LX9 actually has a camera too. Oh. I don't have it down right now, but you can put a camera down and see the fish too. Seems like cheating a little bit. <laughs> it it kind of is, but it's nice seeing them. Because, I mean, you could be hanging out on the bottom and there's a fish three feet above your lure. It's not going to see it. Well, you you see them on here you reel up to them and you can catch them okay so basically you know when you're not using this I call it fishing blind you, you can't see what's going on down there <laughs> fishing blind like yeah. real fishing <laughs> <laughs> um, so in this in this fish house there is a large okay. hook type instrument hanging on the wall and it looks like a horror movie murder weapon. <laughs> what is A gaff. That? A gaff. Yeah. What is it? In case you get a really big fish, like a big northern or something, you can gaff it under the ice to oh. get it up through the hole. So you use that big hook to like hook the fish so you can pull it out easier. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Usually I just dunk my arm in and grab them, but Ew. I've never actually used a gaff. It's just hanging out in here. Just looks cool to have one in there your fish you house. <laughs> or scary, depending on your view. <laughs> Becca, when's the first time you went ice fishing? Um, I actually, I'd gone before Jason and I met. Our family used to do a ice fishing contest in the winters, a Hubdi Family Ice Fishing Contest, it was what? titled. What? Yes. <laughs> However, um, it was nothing like what we're doing today. It was simply a five-gallon bucket flipped upside down, sitting on the ice with a hole. Outside. Outside. No heat. Yep. And I hated, I hated it. 
So then when Jason and I met, and I think I'd only done it probably three or four times. Um, and then when Jason and I met, he took me ice fishing in the house that we're sitting in right now. And we spent the night in it. Um, and your dad came with and we had a ton of fish and it was a lot of fun. We had some drinks, played some cards, and that's kind of when I actually started enjoying ice fishing. So That was Red Lake. Yep, Red Lake. That's right. So these um, boxes with cushions that we are sitting on right now actually can move and change into like a bed or something? Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. So you're actually not even, it's not even like camping because you have like a real bed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty comfortable. This is a very nice fish house. One thing that you, you might find interesting, so at night if you spend the night in the house, <laughs> you can, they have something called rattle reels. <laughs> Where you can put a reel down and it has a bell on the top of it. So you're fishing while you're sleeping? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. Becca is a, <laughs> she's not a fan of those. <laughs> because I like sleeping to sleep. Sleeping time is for sleeping. Sleeping time is for sleeping, not fishing. <laughs> so when the fish jiggle, the it's like a dog needing to go to the bathroom or something. Like, you know, you, and you string bells on your door. It's like bells on the side of this and it'll just, they'll, they'll shake it randomly. So you gotta wake up out of your sleep and, and hear bells pull and the grab fish your fishing pole. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, wow. yeah, it's terrible. I would agree with you. I would not like that either. No. Yeah, but what if it was that trophy fish? That you'd put no effort into whatsoever oh. that's not hey, that's still, hey that's even more effort though because it's usually rattle reels or you're hand lining them you have to pull them up with so your hand so you're pulling them up oh. just the line with your hand still stupid still it's just it caught it by chance Boom. like that's not you're not <laughs> hunting for the fish you're you're sleeping <laughs> and then you wake up because your fish mistakenly it's like took so your is that more real fishing or using the markham or the sonar i'd oh. say they're i'd say that that would be more real because <laughs> you're not watching a screen waiting for this <laughs> fish and like manipulating where your bait goes <laughs> so in that case that would be more real however i do feel like it's also cheating <laughs> So. It's like hunt, like if a hunter were to put a trap out and a, say a bear got caught in the trap, I mean it's kind of still the same thing, right? Yes. Because like you pick your spot, you drill your hole, you stick your line down. Yes, I don't right. Know. I don't know. But I think a trap is also cheating. Yep. You gotta shoot it with a gun. Yes. Or a bow. <laughs> That's the that's the only like real sport of hunting. A if you catch an animal in a trap, it's not really hunting. It's cheating. <laughs> this year I got a new gizmo. I got a it's a electric auger, so it's battery operated instead okay. of like my old one is gas. You gotta mix the gas and it's leaking all over usually. Jiffies. But I don't they like do, them anymore. <laughs> they do also have augers that you just do with your hands, right? Yes, yes they do. Okay. And so, that's how we used to do it back in the yeah, day. Back in the day. <laughs> now evolved. we got now we have electric powered ones. So what's the <laughs> no time fumes. difference between like drilling your own hole or having an electric one? By hand? Yeah. Oh. How long would it take versus one versus Way longer. Way longer. You wouldn't like, be moving as much for that. 
So with an electric one, how quickly can you drill through 16 inches like we have now? Probably 30 seconds. I mean, it doesn't take much. Okay. And by hand, it would probably take like a half an hour Probably five minutes, maybe. Five minutes, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's been a long time since I've used one. It I depends on how sharp minutes. it is and how big the auger bit is, yeah, too. Yeah, that would affect things. Right. It's, we used to hand drill eight inch holes, so that took a that took a while through you know two feet of ice. Eight inch holes. I would imagine it would be really difficult to drill right? through ice. Like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm I don't know. Maybe I'm mistaken. I've never done. I bet it, you'd but... get faster as you you know like anything. Um, the first time I'm sure it would take way longer, and as you practice or not practice but like continue yeah. to do it, get better at it. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. Who knows? Yep. Well, okay. Thanks so much for teaching me about ice fishing and facilitating my first ice fishing experience. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, that's all. Okay, so that's it. Again, I apologize about the poor quality. Hopefully you were able to hear everything. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time. Hey, it's Colleen. If you would like to give any feedback regarding the episode you just heard or any suggestions for future episodes, I would love to hear from you. You can contact me at slowamericanenglish at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at slowamericanenglish. If you enjoy what you hear, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thanks so much for listening.